brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max episode 213. I am your host Sean Garber here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, we have uh, made it through uh, another week. Hopefully you've gotten adjusted to this is the new day. The only thing that kind of stinks about it is that a lot more things tend to come out on Tuesday, so we have, I guess, you could call it more competition or whatever. Um, so unfortunately, I tried to get a code for Dreams that did not happen, uh, so yeah. we won't, uh, yeah, you can imagine that codes for Dreams were very limited considering pretty much everybody uh, wanted one, um, but hey, you know what, it's actually... Honestly, if you're interested in that game, it's it's what forty bucks, so it's not yeah, I was gonna a say full it's, price. It's, it's yeah, it's cheaper than a regular priced game. So yeah, and I've heard. I mean, it's been a lot of raving, a lot of great things. I'm really interested in in checking it out. I want to play that single player as well, and you know, check out other people's levels. Everybody's seen some really cool stuff. 
have you seen anything on it or? Uh, I mean, I played the beta. It seemed fine even then. So, yeah, giving people, you know, a lot more people access to it is always good. I mean, I doubt I'll play it because I think I realize I'm just not good at those games, like cr- like creating crap for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not a game I think I'm going to be, like, super enthused about creating stuff for or anything, but definitely want to check out the what people have been doing and I mean there's already talk about I think the the dreams creators themselves said they want to make standalone games out of like the best content and they said that they wanted to so they're taking the opposite they're taking the opposite opposite uh, position as Blizzard Entertainment with Warcraft 3 (laughs) well yeah but I don't think anybody's going to be making I mean, that's going to be hard because, I mean, a lot of those, especially if they start, you know, monetizing it with assets that don't belong to Sony and stuff like that, how are they going to manage that, you know? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Do they just tell you, well, if you make something with this, you can't monetize it? And I just think they're going to have a really hard time getting that past lawyers where people are just going to have to kind of... If you want to make money on it, then stream it on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. And that'll be the way you make money. I don't think you'll make... I don't know. I just don't see them doing it really quickly. It might take a while. Um, But, I mean, I definitely think that people will be talking about this game perhaps the entire year. So... I don't know. Like, it got good reviews, but I see almost like no one I know talking about it. Uh, I mean... I mean, there are like news... Their news stories, you know, Kotaku, you know, you know, here's a Dreams mod that make it looks like Fallout 4, or you know, stuff like that. But it's like, do you know anyone who's actually playing it, like, personally? I mean, yeah, I mean, I follow a lot of games media on Twitter, so yes, I, I see it being talked about. But, like, I don't know anybody personally because I don't really know a lot of it of anybody personally. I mean, like, you know... Most of the people that I know personally are people that don't play games all the time, and when they do, it's certain things that they like already. They don't just try out anything that comes out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. uh, But it's definitely something that I will will check out at some point. Uh, it, It just seems really interesting. I'll probably check it out when it hits twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't, I think even thirty is a a good. I mean, if you're w- with a checkout price or whatever. Um, yeah. I think there's so much content that you could go and play uh, yourself because you know people are gonna just keep expanding on that same game and making them longer and longer and uh, things like that. So who knows oh, yeah. what it's gonna look like whenever it does hit that time where it's that first sale. So, yeah, uh, I haven't played anything that I haven't (laughs) talked about already. And there's really not much more to talk about with code shifter. I mean, it's a, I finished the game now. So by the time the next show is up, we, I'll have written the review. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great little platformer. 
I think I like it. Uh, I mean, it's and it's got the the action in it that I think. I, I just love the whole like I like I said before I don't have any kind of connection to the Arc System Works characters, but the game is like so appreciative and and caring about its characters that it makes me want to go and check out those games. I mean I know like Double Dragon and I think that's about it, and so you know I think it's cool that the way they did it where. There's a lot of things mixed in there into that game, and I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I'll be able to expand more on it during the written review. Speaking of written reviews, I have to edit it, but your Kakarot review is is finally in. So that'll be up by the time we do the next show as well. Yep, the, good uh, luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, I already saw it. It looks like it's a lot of words. A lot of words. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I say it in the review a few times, but, like, it's a decent enough Dragon Ball game, but, like, compared to quote-unquote real games, it, it, like, barely passes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah, like the, most yeah. anime games, honestly. Like, it's not... I mean, it's not the quite, list of great anime games is not long. Spot three. <laughs> There's probably more than three, but I mean, again, like I think that varies on the. It's like like you just said, right? If you compare it to other AAA games that it's trying to be compared to. I uh, mean, AAA nothing. It can compare it to like C level games, and most anime games still kind of fail. Right. I mean, but okay. <laughs> Even, I I know what you mean, but like it's trying to be. Yeah, it, it's realm. aspiring to be. Yeah, it's aspiring to be an open-world RPG or whatever. And that's like, yeesh. Should have packed yeah. it with something fun to do then. <laughs> and most of the time, anime games are kind of given the... Let's go... Let's like let's give them a pass a little bit and then start judging them. Oh, yeah. yeah well, it's so... more... Fa- you know, you know, a regular person isn't going to buy this game. It's, it's for right. fans. Right. So, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, people will ignore its faults or defend, you know, even see him because yeah, you have Goku, you know, blasting Vegeta in the face. That's all that matters. But right. if you objectively look at the game and realize, Hey, this is not so good. Then say, <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, true as well. Yeah. I, I finally unlocked like the Banyu story. She's like the, she was like the creative character for this game, mm-hmm. like the sixth uh, member of the freeze or the uh, Ginyu Force. Right. And she's she's in it for three missions, and it's not even her. It's like an AI representation of her. So she has no story. It's just like, oh, here's this data from this, you know, mysterious sixth Ginyu Force member. Go fight it in like this VR holodeck thing. And that's it. And it's like, why did you even do this? Like, who, what was the mandate? Or like, why did you create this character that might have been interesting, but you shoehorned it into these three fights that are worthless? Yeah, it's not like when they made Android 21 for fighters. No, she was, that made yeah, she was like a, yeah, she was like a central, and she, she was a central character in that game. And she pops up in this one in such a bizarre way. 
I don't know if they're like trolling the audience or not. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, honestly, you never know with any yeah. games. <laughs> because because it's like she pops like she is the one you go see to like do like these like training programs. Um and she just pops up as like female researcher in like the capsule core building. So it's like is Android 21 based on her? Or is she in disguise? Or what the fuck is going on here? And they never explain it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's just one of those things you're supposed to disappreciate and not really think too much about. But Well, I have a brain, so I'm like most Dragon Ball fans, so that's why. <laughs> hey, let's not go there. Uh, you know it's true. Uh, the big thing... The big thing I've been trying to play is Fire Emblem, their DLC thing that launched, oh, I think, yeah. last week. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> well, Fire Emblem like, itself is hard, so that doesn't surprise no, me. No, Fire Emblem I thought was easy. Like, three houses, like, I never, I mean, I would lose characters. I didn't play that game, like, you know, the classic mode where, like, if you lost a character, it dies. Like, I played it as, like, a regular person. But, like, this thing is, like, legitimately hard. Like, I'm losing, like, a, like, three-fourths of my roster after every mission. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it unlocks... Like, you get, you, you're in a new area, you have, like, a few more characters, like, four new characters, who are, like, different And this different is on normal difficulty, or...? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm like, yeesh. Like, they throw you into it. Like, they, like, there's, like, one mission where it's, like, a little easier, I guess, but even that's, like, not too easy. <laughs> It must be one of those things where, they, because I, I saw a lot of complaints about, well, if you're a true Fire Emblem fan, probably start this on hard mode or whatever because it's going to be too easy. So they might have ramped up the difficulty for the DLC yeah. because they imagined like big Fire well, Emblem fans are going to be the ones playing this. Yeah, like you don't you don't import in like your characters. You just start fresh, like well, like level twenty characters. But oh. it's like, well, this explains why I'm, not, I'm having trouble because you know. I have good shit for my characters, and all these, all, you know, all the DLC characters start with garbage. <laughs> I wonder where they went that route instead of letting you just import. Pro- probably because, like, there's a minimum level requirement. Like, you start at, like, level 20, I think, in the, in the DLC. So, like, if you could import earlier, they might have to adjust for that, and they just don't want to do- have that headache. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It's... Yeah, but... that, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's more Fire Emblem. Like it's still fine, but it's just a lot more challenging. Or? Uh, let's see. There's four. I, f- I forget their names. Uh, there's two guys and two girls. The girls are fine. The big guy is pretty good, but the like the little guy is kind of a douche. I think his name's Yuri. Um, yeah, they they're interesting so far. Uh, you know, I just have to get back to the swing of that game. Like it's been a while since I played it. You know. So I'm I'm a little I'm a tad rusty. <laughs> yeah, I mean strategy RPGs in general are games where it helps a lot to be able to continuously play those battles and get better as you go along. So yeah, I totally see the that being out of practice kind of hurts. Yeah. I'm still trying. I'm trying to get to make clear enough room off of my computer for a while, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> Why? 
because while wow takes up like a ton of space and i just have a bunch of crap on my computer that you know it's impossible to find it all <laughs> well yeah i mean well because you yeah i mean you got too much stuff on there right or like just yeah yeah i mean yeah i just got to clear up video files or like you know old podcasts and stuff like that or you know one of these days, I just need to install a new hard drive in my in my laptop and go from there. <laughs> that helps. Uh, that's that's what yeah. I've done it. Uh, I mean, not on this laptop, but on the old big computer I did. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the big thing I bought last or this week was Life is Strange Limited Edition on PS4. <laughs> well, I'm happy okay. about I'm happy happy about that. <laughs> It that is just me. the first game? First yeah, series? yeah. Yep. The good one. <laughs> uh, there's people that like Life is Strange too. No, I mean, I, I Life is Strange 2 is fine. I I didn't play it, and I know no, I know no one else who played it too. <laughs> like, it's I mean, it has like diminishing returns, like all those Walking Dead Telltale games. It's like, yeah, I don't know too many people who are playing The Walking Dead Season 4. <laughs> Yeah, not that many. But Life is Strange cost me hundred dollars, so. Damn, a hundred dollars. Yep, and that was like a, a cheap version of it because I found a few for like one sixty, and I'm like, I'm not gonna pay that. I will pay at max a hundred dollars for this. No pun intended. <laughs> well, I, I mean. Uh... Anything else you want to mention here? No, I'm. That's about it. Still plugging away some games, but yeah, nothing too important. <laughs> I watched the uh, Sonic movie on Saturday, and I'll be watching that soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I went with Anaya, and she enjoyed it. Um, she, I didn't really. I wonder if it's because she doesn't have a big connection to Sonic or anything like or you know there's some movies where she gets really kind of vocal and some movies where she, she you don't really know if she likes it until you ask her after it's over um, yeah so you know uh, I th- she she told me she liked it it definitely feels like this is a kids movie um, I think if you're a huge Sonic fan. There's probably things missing that you want. Uh, Yo, not, what about like, Scratch and Grounder? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a, there's not like a ton of references to, you know, the games or anything. I mean, there there is like this really cool like at the beginning. Um, it doesn't have to do with Sonic. It has to do with like how they show the Sega logo. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they they play a little bit with the the origin story and that kind of thing. So, but, uh, yeah. So, so, Sonic doesn't start off as brown. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, and, and and him him and Robotnik aren't buddies when they in the origin. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, Robotnik is just well because you know Jim Carrey. You kind of goes through the progression of it eventually, you know. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. Ninety-one percent of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He doesn't start out as the Robotnik that we all know, you know. So. Uh, that's yeah. kind of what's interesting, and I I thought Jim Carrey was really good. Like I I like the fact that they let him kind of just be the Jim Carrey from the '90s that you remember if you like those the movies he did back then. You mean um, the good Jim Carrey? <laughs> some people. I mean, I know a lot of kids now that uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch is like one of their favorite movies. So, um. You know, and it's, bad people. And I know a lot of people that love Eternal Spo- uh, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or whatever. So, you know, uh, I think it just uh, depends on what kind of comedy you like. And yeah, I agree with you. Like his later years, he kind of started trying to do other things, and he got away from that. And when he tried to go back to it, he didn't always uh, nail it. But I thought he he does a really good job here. I think uh, if you don't like James Martin, that's what's funny is like I keep seeing like all this. I didn't like this movie because I don't like James Marsden and James Marsden is in it. So it it's a five out of ten or whatever. And it's like, OK, okay. <laughs> what, what, what's your problem with James Marsden? <laughs> I, well, I'm just like, OK, I get it. Maybe he's not your favorite actor, but it's like I don't think he hurts the film just by being in it. Like the movie's about Sonic and I thought they nailed Sonic and, and, uh, you know, like, I don't think you really could. I mean, again, outside of more video game references, I think you couldn't really ask for more from what you got here. And other than if they don't try to, unless, if they try to make it a, I guess they could have made it more teen movie and not so much a kid's movie, but there's definitely... There's, there's definitely good stuff in here, and it's a good movie. And I definitely think people should go watch it. I would say that, you know, considering the prices of movies nowadays, unless you got kids or you're just going by yourself or whatever, but if you're planning to take a whole bunch of people, um, 
you know, I don't think it's something you have to see in the movie theater, but it's definitely good and worth checking out. And I think it deserves the, I don't know, because, you know, I have a much more bigger connection to Pokemon and Detective Pikachu. So as far as like, oh, the money that Sonic made, and I think Sonic would have made a heck of a lot more money if he wouldn't have the coronavirus going on right now, because you got to remember China basically had all their movie theaters shut down. So that money that's coming in is not coming from some of the biggest, uh, you know, theater, uh, global outlets for, for theater money. So that it could have even been even higher if this, the virus thing has, wasn't going on right now. Um, but even so, I think outdoing Detective Pikachu, I think is a big deal. And I think it means that overall it's a good movie i think if you try to compare it as a piece of cinema yeah then yeah you could poke holes in it but i think it deserves the the love it's getting as a video game movie and a a sonic movie and definitely well i mean it takes go ahead go on i was gonna say it obviously takes liberties from what the sonic canon or whatever version of sonic you're looking at but well i was gonna say at least it's like it's being respectful of sonic at least or i mean that's like that's the important like so many these garbage movies just have like no respect for the source material and it's like then why are you making the movie in the first place? <laughs> yeah, or they try to do they try to do too much like video game stuff and it winds up making it a worse movie because of it, you know? And it's like or it's just or it's just like an ego project like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, like the Assassin's Creed is just like okay. We're doing the animus stuff, and he's stuck in the animus, and it's like, this is boring, you know, and, like, Well, whatever... I mean, the... Go ahead. Well, the problem with the, like, the Assassin's Creed movie in particular was, like, Assassin's Creed, the games, they're, like, 95% in the past and, like, 5% in the present, if that, and the movie is, like, 60%, if not more, in the present. It's all about, like, whatever, uh... Michael Fassbender's character, you know, his daddy issues and crap like that. Like, 30% of the movie was in the past, which, it's like, what what happened? Like, why did you do this? <laughs> right, it's about learning about the setting that Assassin's Creed is in during this game. You know, like, whatever yeah. game you're in. It's not necessarily about... There is present-day stuff that's connected to it, right? Which they've gone... They've gone further away from that, right? As the... the oh, yeah, well... On. They they introduce like a new present day character, but she's barely she's such like a limited part of the game that like, who cares? And basically, you shouldn't when you, basically you can just ignore it. Yeah, like I mean, a few of those games, you're, like you're playing first person characters, so your character even like barely doesn't even have a name. It's just like oh, you're the you're the uh, Abstergo technical support guy. It's like what <laughs> like. What a what an interesting character. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I think overall, um, the good thing is with what the what you see um, in the final scene, it definitely means that that movie will happen. Uh, so uh, with, with the money it's made, does does Princess Sally show up? <laughs> uh, well, they're not using the Archie Comics interpretation of Sonic. <laughs> no, that's which, a shame. Uh, which I mean, you, you can listen to uh, 
Mark Rylis and Jesse Starcher discuss the Archie Comics uh, Sonic on this week's episode of Source Material if you want. Free plug. So, they should have, uh, I mean, it could have been minor, but they should have really had like a cameo of Julia White in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. funny because I, I mentioned to my mom I was going to see that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll see it in a few days probably. And she was like, aren't you a little old for that? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I I literally grew up on Sonic. Like, <laughs> you're a little old for it, but I'm right in that age demographic. Yeah. I don't care if it's the right Sonic or not. It's just a Sonic movie. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, get, I think it's definitely for a younger audience than us. But it's definitely also, it's not, and that's the thing. It's not necessarily poking so much at nostalgia. As you see a yeah, lot of these video game movies try to do, um, but it's still there's still stuff in there that honors the people that are our age. That that's what we grew up on. I mean, I didn't grow up on it, but you did, and other people did. So yeah, you know, uh, I got to experience Sonic when I was older, way later, uh, through emulators like what, and stuff like that. Like what? Well, like what was your first Sonic game then? Well, no, okay, I got to go to my friend's house, uh, my friend Travis, he had a Genesis, and I got okay. to play Sonic 2 with him, but I didn't have a Sonic, I, the only Sega system I ever owned was Dreamcast, so my first Sonic game that I actually owned that I could go play whenever I wanted was Sonic Adventure. So and once, once, you play the, yeah. once, you, once you play the best Sonic game, you don't have to play any of the others. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, and I what I remember is taking the little memory card thing out and then taking it and playing with the little yeah, yeah the Chow Garden for the yeah, Chows the, the Chow thing, and so and then Sonic Adventure Two came out and that wasn't as good and so um, yep uh, you summed up Sonic in a nutshell honestly <laughs> right so like after that you kind of just got a bunch of you know Sonic variety. And I played a lot of Sonic Mania, and that's kind of my my Sonic. Like I've gone back and played, you know, one, two, three. Yeah, the old knuckles. Yeah, the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't go around. I I didn't grow up with it. My my thing was a Super Nintendo, and then I went on and had other Nintendos, and I had the PlayStation, and I kind of skipped Sega yeah. until the Dreamcast, and then. By that then, worked out well. Yeah, Dreamcast <laughs> didn't didn't do great, and at Sega stopped making systems. So yeah, but yeah, go see the Sonic movie. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. So, yeah. uh, speaking of speaking of Dragon Ball, since we were talking about it earlier, uh, because you know, might as well just go ahead and uh, knock this off the. Off the top there, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was the best-selling game of January because, let's be honest, it was the biggest game released in January. Yeah, so, it was the only game. It was the only game in January. So yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I don't think you were gonna have a lot of people buying Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, and everything else that's on this list is from last year or older. So. You know, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare number two, Madden 20, 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Grand Theft Auto 5 is back in the top 10 again, NBA 2K20, Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mario Kart 8, Ring Fit Adventure, well, that's good for Ring Fit Adventure, and Red Dead 2. So, you know, two Rockstar games in the top 10 shows the power of Rockstar still. And Yeah, yeah but then you have to want... If I wonder about their next game, that's that's the danger. You know, that's a concerning game. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, you know, it's it's one of those where it was a light month, and it certainly shows. I mean, cool for Bandai Namco and Dragon Ball. It's the third highest first month sales for a Dragon Ball game behind Fighters, which obviously is a much better game and yeah the good one <laughs> and dragon ball z budokai so uh that one was okay that was i mean it wasn't terrible at the time <laughs> and nintendo switch of course is the highest selling console that's a no-brainer it's now sold over 52 million switch units and depending on what data you use apparently it's outsold the xbox one ecosystem that's so. That that's not surprising. <laughs> but we also, I mean, that's supposedly on reports. You know, Microsoft hasn't released actual sales figures for the Xbox in a long time, so we don't really well, know. I but mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. That's the thing. Like, if they were selling super well, then they would announce it. But the fact they're not, you know, not saying is telling. <laughs> yeah, which is what leads to our main topic that we'll discuss later. Is that um, I. It goes along with another topic we're going to discuss in a bit uh, with the concerning the PlayStation 5 and its price is, you know, Game Pass. Are we going to see subscription services go on to video games and that becomes a thing for this decade? Is that going to be the way that these both these companies, both all three of the companies possibly make money uh, going forward? Um, so, you know, we'll definitely discuss that in a bit, but yeah, Microsoft is definitely caring much more about the services they can bring and not necessarily how many consoles you, you buy. And I guess we'll also see it if that gets reflected in the price that they eventually go with on the, the series X as well. But we'll talk more about that, uh, all a little later since we were talking about animated things. This is not necessarily completely confirmed by Blizzard, but this is kind of because a Blizzard, the Blizzard president, actually, of the film and TV division, uh, has in his, or had, don't know if it's been removed now, in his LinkedIn profile, Diablo and Overwatch animated series, um, that apparently... Both might be distributed through Netflix, which wouldn't be surprised because the Skylanders cartoon is on Netflix. Uh, So I wouldn't be, you know, Activision continuing that partnership with Netflix is not anything out of the realm. Plus, you got the Castlevania show as well uh, that's on Netflix has been doing great. Um, Interesting that they use the words Overwatch cartoon and Diablo anime, like. Why not just both of them anime or both of them cartoons? I don't. 
I guess that means Overwatch is going to be more kitty and Diablo is going to be more serious. Well, it's because Diablo, I mean, Overwatch has pre- like pre-established cartoony-looking characters. Like, there's no like, aside from like Deckard Kane, there's no like real established Diablo characters. So they can do whatever they want with that. Right. <laughs> like, I assume I assume Overwatch would be CGI still, though. It could be a CGI cartoon. Yeah, but you can it do wouldn't CGI be. anime as well. Not uh, what they, not to, like, they could, but only, like, one or two of those characters would transition well. Like, you know, the, you know, Tracer or, like, D.Va, that's about it. Because Overwatch has a very weird art style because of how it's been made. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Uh, I mean, I think the the problem really would be, like, Overwatch has too many characters. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting how they do that, because that's going to be... How do you fit all those characters into that series? Are you just going to focus on a few of them? Or are they going to each have their own episode? Or what are we doing with that? So, uh, yeah. I mean, the short films are cool. Like, I remember actually watching those, and they kind of made me want to play the game when those were first coming out. And then, obviously, I saw what the game was, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not for me. Uh <laughs> I played it for a little bit, and then I was like, okay, this is definitely not for me. And then, you know, Diablo, like you said, I think it's it can certainly go the Castlevania route, where they can kind of... They have some liberties, you know? That they well, can I mean, Ca- Castlevania does actually somewhat follow the game, uh, like, the game stories, to an extent. But, like, Diablo has, like, But doesn't it have, no like, an overarching story, though, that they could follow? Even though you, yes, you're using your own character, Diablo? Uh, not really. Like the only like the only character I can I I, I know of in like Diablo is like Deckard Cain. Okay, I'm not talking about that in characters though. I'm talking about in the stories that you do in the games. Not really, because it's yeah. you know just always like oh Diablo's from you know popped up and now you have to go slay him. But even like Diablo, I, he didn't even have like a character or personality until like Diablo 3 I think oh, okay. anyway like oh. Diablo like Diablo is such a blank slate they could pretty much do whatever they wanted <laughs> yeah true so I mean there's but there's uh, we'll have to definitely see Blizzard is actually that's one of those things I'm not worried about is I, I think if they did you know Blizzard Writers get to have their hands in uh, uh, cartoons and anime for Diablo and Overwatch. I think these will be pretty good shows. The Skylander show isn't is actually pretty decent for a kids show. So isn't that over though, or didn't that end? Yeah, it did. I mean, okay. it makes sense. Why would you keep doing it if you're not releasing any more video games? But you know, for for what it was, I thought it was fine. You know. Yeah. So, most of the uh, most of the discourse for this week uh, seems like uh, because you know Dice was this week. So, uh, congratulations to Untitled Goose Game for winning Game of the Year uh, from Dice, which is shocking. Compared, you know, if you think about the games that have won it in the past, they mostly tend to follow the the same trends. <laughs> that you see well, most of the outlets do. Yeah, but it's a uniquely, I think, like a somewhat uniquely. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Playing game. That's probably why. Oh, no. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it. I've definitely seen a lot of people yeah, have yeah. that. I have seen, and I, in fact, even, you know, when Randy saw it, he messaged me like, I can't believe Goose Game won. Yeah, he did, he did the same thing to me. It's like, yeah, well. I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, 2019 was a weird year. Uh, you can definitely see that they follow the trend of many people of the overall feeling at DICE was that Death Stranding was a technical achievement, but not a game of the year type thing because it won like what two awards uh and i think control and goose game won most of the things so yeah uh, i mean yeah and actually that's what i was surprised i thought it would be controller out of wilds because those were games that i heard a lot more people talk about that i mean look everybody was talking about goose game goose game was a meme goose game was a beloved thing people wanted more things with the goose i'm not saying it wasn't talked about but i think out of things that were talked about from last year aside from death stranding whether good or bad whereas control and people talking lavishly about how much they loved out of wilds or whatever so um you know it won uh, giant bombs game of the year so yeah I, it's interesting that they went that route and it's cool to see that you can have indie games win Game of the Years um, at big events like that. So I think it gives more inspiration right. for for other uh, small developers to to aspire to, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing has been talk about DICE, talk about E3, and talk about PlayStation 5, especially its price. And that's because uh, not just what's going on in China right now, which at last report, apparently cases of the coronavirus are going down, which that's good too. Um, but obviously, I think you're still going to see this cut in production for a while. You know, there's it's a switch is seeing uh, its production being cut. Uh, also, I think like there's so many different manufacturers now, Samsung, Apple, Microsoft for the Series X and other phone companies are all going after the same hardware and so is the PS5. And so because of scarcity and because of other things, um, it looks like 
just the manufacturing cost for the PS5 will be around $450, according to Bloomberg. And that's the thing. Um, man, I can't remember the guy's name now uh, that made the report on Twitter, and I wish I could credit him. But either way, when I saw it, he was correct. And I think this is the thing that people are, are not thinking about when it comes to the eventual price of the PlayStation 5. Yes, consoles are sold at a loss, but manufacturing is just $450. That doesn't go into everything else that involves the PS5. So, you know, yeah, I mean, what, what like this is why I don't think that people need to be shocked if you get a $499 PS5. I mean, I think the PS5 will be five, yeah, five hundred. You know, same as you know. Um, I think even if they lose like money on it, though, you know, they'll they'll be making it back up in software sales, like they always have. I mean, the PS4, the PS3, you know, that was a huge loss on Sony's part, but they still sold them because they, you know, they had to. (laughs) Right, and and I get it that they don't want to have the same shock of oh well five ninety nine, but this is not. 599 and and just to be clear what Sony's looking for is those DR DRAM and NAND flash memory uh which is the, yeah. the scarcity thing which is what's in a lot of hardware that that that's going to be coming out um in this you know next generation of phones the Xbox and uh, a lot of other electronics so you know the thing is like you said they're going to make it up in and software sales, and all that, but I think like I don't think five hundred dollars is this. It is for it is for me, and it is for a lot of people. Five hundred dollars is a lot of money. It's not chump change. I'm saying like I think if somebody comes out with something that costs five hundred dollars now, I don't think it's this shocking thing. At least here and no, but I think yeah. go ahead. I, I think if Sony said, you know, PS5, $500, you know, they could make a little meme out of that. But I think if when Xbox goes, oh, the Series X is going to be $600, then people will be pissed. <laughs> yeah, but do you think they'd really do the $600 for the Series X? I don't think so, though. Uh, I think they... I mean, they might decide to do the same thing, but I think... I do think the Series X would probably be more advanced than the PS5. Just, you know... Maybe not like a ton, but you know, very limited. But still, because um, three six or Xbox stuff has always been a little like a trifle more powerful, if not like overtly so. But the problem is, no one cares about that. <laughs> Wasn't the PS4 more powerful than the Xbox One? Though? Uh, yes, but there there were ways that Xbox could have fixed that, and they never did. But then, like, look at the Xbox, you know. Well, they also had to, like, they had to push some of the OS and stuff for the Kinect also made it to where they had to guarantee. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, like, specs-wise, I think the PS4 does edge out the original Xbox One a little. But that's why they made the series, you know, the Xbox One X, you know, to be two or three times as better or whatever. But no one cared at that point. (laughs) Well, definitely, yeah. And I think it's just... I, I get everybody's like trepidation with the whole oh, 
well, we got to kind of try to keep it at $400 because everything else we've put out now is $400. The PS4 Pro is $400. And I was like, well, it's the PS4 Pro. And that's also now a step down to the PS5. And if you're saying, okay, the PS5 is backwards compatible with everything Sony's ever released. And, you know, it can do this and this and this and... And it has ray tracing, and it has all this other stuff that maybe the common GQ person doesn't care about. But I think it's just... I don't know. I just don't think it's this, like, shocking thing. If I think it's almost No, I like, think... I'd be more shocked if Sony came out and said it's $400 than if they said it's $500. Yeah, I... I think it'll be 500 for sure. Like, it'll, you know, this PS500. That'll <laughs> you know, be a, a cute little meme. I wouldn't but be surprised if they did 450 or, just to do it. Oh, I don't think they'd do that because they like, they like round numbers. Right, yeah. At least, wrong, at least for the first numbers. year or two. Round numbers are easier. And then, like, you know, two, two, two years from now, then they could drop that down, down, down to 450 or something, you know, something like that. Uh, but, yeah, I think 500 is fine. I, mean, I paid that much for my Oculus Quest. Like you know, it's yeah. expensive, but that's you know, when an iPhone is twelve hundred dollars, like the be- you know the best model, like five hundred dollars is kind of laughable, you know, to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand either why. I mean, I know Xbox, Microsoft did it right, and then it kind of didn't get talked about it at all. Um. It got talked about for, like, the first week that they announced it and then was never talked about again. But, like, I wonder why Sony and Microsoft don't, both don't get into that model of why couldn't you Subsidization? Uh, yeah, contract. Like, why couldn't you? I mean, not necessarily a con- Well, you could like, get a contract, but, like, where you could go well, to a- the store and pay. I mean, I guess you could do that with pre-orders right now if you. With, with um, I mean, well, it's I could, like a GameStop or something, but go ahead, sorry. Well, as long as GameStop, you know, it's still in business in a few years. Um, well, it'll be in business. What I was going to say, consoles come out. Hopefully, <laughs> like I've been hearing some dire things about GameStop, but uh, the thing with like Xbox, you know, made those plans, but they never seem to implement them. Or it's not like you could go you could go into a store and go, okay, here's the Xbox One for four hundred dollars. Here's this other model for twenty dollars per 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 month for you know two years or whatever. Like I, I never saw anything like that. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Okay, they had it for that one that that was weird that was like four gigabytes and it was all totally like not worth it because then you had to pay money to put the that was for the three sixty. Like, they had that Xbox All Access thing, right? And I don't yeah. remember, like I said, I remember people talking about it that first week that it got announced. And I think, like, nobody, either they, the the amount of people that used it was so minuscule that Microsoft just never talked about it again. Or it was done away with. But it, that is a weird thing. If, like, you're so worried about what your thing costs, why not try to introduce this? As a way to go, well, why? If you want to, you can also pay for it monthly directly from us. Now that's the thing, right? People want to be able to also 
just pre-order the thing at Amaz on Amazon or pre-order the thing wherever that is that you shop. And that also makes it difficult because if you're having to do everything through Microsoft and Sony, then there's only so many systems you can guarantee. Well, and also, like, what happens when you stop paying? What happens when you stop paying? Like, is Sony going to send the cops up after you? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Turn our like, shit. <laughs> it's not like the rental... Like, it's not like the rental center where they can actually sue you. Yeah, I, mean, I was gonna, say, I was gonna say that. Like, what you, what you're saying is you want the rent a center model, and like that only works for like very limited people, and then because they're dumb and they don't realize the markup is like insane. <laughs> oh no, the markup is insane. That's why I did it one time, and I never. Ever I mean, doing it again. <laughs> some people, some, with some people, like that's their only option. But like, would you rather pay five hundred dollars for a PS5 or eight hundred dollars for a PS5? You know, you, you know. Technically, you might be thinking, "Oh, I'm only paying, you know, forty a month," but it's like, "Yeah, but you can really save this after ten months and or after a year and have it, not wait two and a half years." Yeah, but I think the Xbox thing wasn't necessarily that you're paying interest, though. I think it was you were just slowly paying now, the system. There, theirs was interest free, but that's because like the Xbox had been out for a few years, like a, like a new console. So, I yeah. think they were like. Trying to partner with Comcast too, or that the Xbox One. I remember like yeah. hearing that, like you know, if you, you know, if you tie it all together, you, it's all one bill or something like that. But right. I don't like. I never, I never saw that option on my Comcast bill. Like, hey, do you want an Xbox One? Here's ten more, ten more dollars in your bill, and then we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I get it, and I think it's also for the one thing that I wasn't thinking about until just now it's like i get it right like this goes beyond just the united states when you say five hundred dollars here five hundred dollars here is perhaps double the price in another country you know and so (laughs) canada brazil lots of other places like that means that, okay, well, they're selling it for $500 in the U.S., so we're going to sell it at this. Whereas if you would say it's $400 U.S., oh, well, we can only sell it at this, which may be a significantly higher, you know, price. So, like, I don't know. I just I just think we should really be shocked if people are so I, – I get it that – because you're still losing money at $500 if 450 is the start because we're not even counting all the other things that go into trying to get people to, I mean, granted this 100 million people that are, that purchase PS4s, the hardcore audience has already decided at this point, whether they're going to buy another, buy the PS5 or not at launch. And most people don't buy the system at launch. They buy it when the, when the, it goes down in price and all that stuff anyway. But I don't know. Like, do you think there really is going to be this huge amount of people that go, "Oh, there's no way I'm buying it at five hundred dollars." No, or I mean, I think it'll just... sell day one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't think that it's this huge shock anymore for an electronics thing to come out and you go, "It's five hundred dollars." You know? It... No. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like when the PS3 came out, like six hundred dollars was a shock. Yeah, but this the market hadn't acclimated to that. Like, if this thing comes out in five hundred dollars, like I said, compared to like a you know an iPhone, it's cheap. 
Yeah. No, I mean, and that, that's the so, thing. I, yeah, compared to an yeah. iPhone, it's cheap. Compared to a system, I mean, you're looking at the PS4 Pro it's, that's been and, out for a while. Yeah, but the Pro is a... It's, like, not even a half a step up. Like, you know, considering the con is PS5, like, it's a generational step up. So, of course, it's going to be $500 or whatever. Right, I mean, it's going to be able to do things. Probably not something you're going to see with that first set of games that come out on launch day. But we're going to be able to see things with these systems that I don't think we even got to see in the step up from the PS3 to the PS4. You know, we're going to get to right. see things that you see, like, only on really good PCs on your system now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, what do you make of the whole... A lot of people have made a lot about the, the, the part where, in the report, Sony... Or not, not... It's not sorry, Sony. It's Bloomberg is talking to someone, and they're saying, well... Uh, PlayStation 4 games, or PlayStation 5 games will be available on the PS4 for at least the first I mean, I, I think that'll happen, because every console has done that lately. I mean, hell, Xbox One, they're saying that to begin with, like, ahead, way ahead of schedule. But, like, you know, think about, like, PS4 games. Like, you could, like, Battlefield 1 and Assassin's Creed Unity, like, you could put in, like, your PS3 version and play it. Like the you know the the PS4 version or the Xbox One version, like every there's going to be a lot of cross generational games at least for the first year, and then people you know developers will will abandon the PS4 and head to the PS5. Yeah. That's not a surprise at all. <laughs> yeah, and I I think I, it's but do you I, think I Sony wanna... will come out with exclusive games for launch for the PS5 that are not on PS4? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, not a ton, but I think they'll come up with at least one or two. Because, you know, we'll see Knack 3 or something. I don't think we're going to see a Knack 3. But, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, every like I said, every console has basically done this for the past at least two console generations, possibly even three. <laughs> right, I think the shock with the PS4 and with the Xbox One until they did the backwards compatibility thing was that you can't play your PS3 games at all. Yeah. So it was, oh, I can only play these, like, ten games that are out, or I don't know how many was at launch for the PS4, and that's it. Uh, you know, same thing with the the Switch when it came out. You couldn't play Wii U games on it, so <clears throat> the the ten games Well, you still can't. <laughs> Well, I'm saying you can't, but I'm just yeah. saying you can play the the ports, but I mean, I'm just saying like you can't like right now that necessarily doesn't matter so much because Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Supposedly, according to how these systems are both going to work, from day one, your PS4 and your Xbox One games are going to work. And they're going to be available, and especially if you bought them all digitally, they're going to be there when you start the PS5 or the Xbox Series X. So you won't be in this dearth of, oh, well, there better be something out there for the only PS5 because I'm not going to have nothing else to play right now. It's like, that's the thing, is... Well, especially with the PS5, I mean, if they're you know, claim, if the rumors are true and it's going to be, you know, compatible with every other like PlayStation, you know, if I can pop in my copy of, you know, Sweet It In 2 for the PS1 and play it on the PS5, then I don't think people, there might be some people outraged, but I think a lot of people will just be kind of transfixed by it, if anything. But, you know, I fully expect there to be, like, Ghost of Tsushima, there'll be, like, a PS4 version and a PS5 version. Well, definitely. We already know there's going to be a PS4 version for that. But well, I mean, like, like, I meant more like the PS5 version, or yeah. you know, spend ten dollars on you know, if you already have it on PS4 or tied to your account or something, pay us ten dollars and we'll unlock the like the Ultra HD texture pack or something that the PS5 version you know already has, or you know, right. extra PS5 features or something. Same thing with Last of Us Part Two and uh, all the big games. You know, yeah, I, like I don't, I don't think. I don't think games like God of War or Spider-Man will have that necessarily because those have been out for a few years. But I think, you know, games this year will certainly have something like that. Right. Or, I mean, you know, if they announce uh, Spider-Man 2 or God of War 2, I think that's when you'll see those get the texture pack and all that. But Well, I mean, if they, if they announce a God of War 2 or Spider-Man 2, those will be a PS5 exclusive games. Right, exactly. Because by then, by the time those but games also, come out, you won't be playing your PS4 anymore. So. Yeah, I think like the the only the, the biggest Sony exclusive I could see for PS5 currently is probably like Horizon Zero Dawn two. Yeah. Because that studio hasn't been making anything for the past few years, and it's like, well, yeah, they're probably working on you know working on that game, and they can't show it because they haven't you know announced the system yet, or you know shown what it's capable of or anything like that. So, but I think like when trailers for that game do eventually hit, that like oh it'll be out launch day PS you know of the PS5. Yeah, or launch because I imagine it's already. Well, I imagine like that game in particular is probably much already done, or I mean you know they're polishing it or you know, but it's not like on the drawing board. If they, I mean if it, if they are making it, like that's like the one game I see certainly coming out like launch day. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely think that that stuff's overblown a little bit. Like, it doesn't necessarily really matter because you're going to buy the PS5. If you want to buy the PS5, you're going to buy it at launch because of the expectation of games that will probably come after, not so much the games that are going to be there day one. So, you know, like... That's the thing 
that I don't understand so much about the people getting upset about, oh, well, now it says PS5 may not have exclusive games or whatever that they're going to be on PS4 as well. Like, is it really that big a deal? Like, you know there's eventually going to be PS5 exclusive games that are not going to be on PS4, and you can wait and buy the system then. It's not the end of the world. I think it's a bigger deal for Microsoft, and most of the things for Microsoft is the thing is that most of these studios they bought are now making games, and well, they already started making the game for the Xbox One and Xbox One S, so they have to make it work for them, because it's like, that's the that's the systems you started working on. But like, yeah, you know, most of these studios now uh, ha- already have their game out. You know, so um, they can be working on a PS5 game and it may not necessarily come out at launch, but, you know, and even then, like, okay, Godfall's not PS5 exclusive, it's on PC and it's on Xbox, I think. No, it's PC and PS5. Go ahead. Also, I don't think a good game, but continue. (laughs) Right, but I'm saying, like, so these games that we've seen that are coming for PS5, we haven't seen anything necessarily first party yet. And like like you said, I think the one, the only, the only com- the only studio that's making something massive that you could say, okay, I'm, we're going to sell our console with this, is um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2. And that's probably about it, because everybody else would be in development right now and yeah like yeah they haven't even shown like what like what would xbox have because halo is not going to be you know xbox one exclusive whatever the fuck they're calling their system exclusive uh no it's not it's it's xbox one gear gears isn't uh forza probably isn't uh no nothing is nobody announced yeah Everything is Xbox One. Yeah, cross compatible or yeah. Cro- yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, either have a either have a system where nothing is exclusive, which they've already said, or we have like at least one or two games that are exclusive to it. So I'd rather yeah. have that than. Right, but like again, like I think people thinking that there's not going to be games coming out at the same time that these well, these other systems. Those people. I mean, People are just idiots, though. I mean, who cares? I mean, like, are you really going to be... You're still going to be paying... You're still going to be playing... I mean, maybe not Last of Us, because that's one of those games that, like, you play once and maybe another time, and that's about it. And, and I played like, it twice, actually. Yeah. Because when, when I got my PS4, it, it came with it, so I'm like, eh, that's the only thing I got, so I might as well plow through it again. Right, but it's not a... It's a game... It's a story game. It's like, and it's also of like very deep stories. So a lot of times, like it's so emotionally involving that you play it that one time and that's it. So like, you know, it's not like Spider-Man where you could go back and play it again or God of War or, you know, something. So, or Horizon. So like, you know, that that's why I think a lot of these, you know, the third parties that are announcing stuff like, okay, Rainbow Six is going to be, available on ps5 and series x and they're trying to make it be a launch game like okay you know like that's the kind of thing that well if you like those games you can keep playing that on your new system while you're waiting for the 
the new games to come out. Like so. Um, but also, you know, yeah. to, to the people who grow and like, oh, there's no exclusive games or no new games. I was like, fine, don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Go I mean, ahead. There, there's you know, nobody saying you have to buy it right now. The moment it comes out, I know people want to have the latest and greatest, and there's people who are going to do it just for that. But hey, you know that that's what happens when a system launches. You're probably going to be playing games you already were excited about for the PS4. Just kind of learn to understand that that's what it is. So, to wrap it up, I guess, $500, you think that's what's going to be the price? Yeah. You know, PS5, 500 or PS500. They'll make some like catchy slogan like what WWE Network did with 999 crap or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that Sony really needs that or anything, but... Oh, wouldn't it be great to have, like, Kane come out and say that, though, <laughs> at E3? Wow. <laughs> hey, the mayor of... The, Cor- the corporate mayor. Kane. Yeah, corporate Kane out of here. He'll, he'll be the new Kevin Butler. <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't be too shocked if it was 450 just to for them to be able to say, hey, we're doing... A, and especially if Microsoft... If they wait... First of all, do you think that they're really going to wait all the way until after June? For You mean Xbox or Sony? No, no, no. Sony, like, you really think Sony will wait until after June to announce a price? I don't think no, they can. I th- no, I think pre-orders. That, that's kind of screwed pre-orders. Like, I, I know then... that's a lot of the people saying, you know, some of the report was also that they're waiting to see what the Xbox Series X is going to do. But, like... If Microsoft is saying we're not showing nothing else till we, I mean, which they haven't said, but like if Microsoft's idea is we're going to show everything at E3, um, you that's in the middle of June. Like, are you really going to wait until? I mean, I guess Microsoft is, but are are they really going to like wait till like a week after and go, okay, yeah, ours is four fifty. I mean, they could, or they could just say it like the minute after Sony or the minute after Microsoft says, "Hey, ours is six hundred dollars." Like ours is five hundred. Be six hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah. I just well, can't the Xbox, see it. The Xbox One X is five hundred. Yeah, but again, like when market when Xbox One X was announced, they had the One S. Like well, they already could... had they had one console that when people weren't buying, so they're going to introduce another one that people really aren't going to buy. <laughs> I know what you mean, but like, <laughs> I think when you already have that, the lower system out and you're telling people what the price of that thing is, then you can say it's $600. But like, unless they're going to suddenly announce that a series S and that well, that's the whole thing. dollars, then yeah. I, I think, I think that'll be a Microsoft's plan is, you know, here's the expensive one for 600 and here's the, lesser one for 400 or even 300 see i don't know man like i'm i think that that really kills your sales even more if you come out with two SKUs at the beginning like i think series s is something that you introduce like a year later or something i i don't know i just i think that's too confusing for for consumers i think it's too confusing for the retail people i think it's like i want i just want phil spencer to be on a stage and say for the people who can't for the Series X, we have this model for you. <laughs> like that really snide E3 that they did with, for the Xbox One a few years ago. 
that's exactly why I think you don't do that. Because that came off, I mean, not, not to mention the $600 one where Sony was telling people, oh, just get another job. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know. Take it a, a home loan. <laughs> right. It's like, you don't, you just don't do that to people anymore. <laughs> like, you can't be that snobby because of the way that the internet culture is now, you can get turned on really fast. So, and we saw it with the Xbox. X, Microsoft has lived it. So, I think it's really difficult for me to just be like, they're eventually going to, I mean, I'm, okay. I would be really surprised if we go throughout this entire thing. You went out, you went and did the entire showing it off at the Game Awards. This is a Series X, whatever. Um, I get that you said the, the actual name of the console is called the Xbox, so therefore you can't introduce other series things in there. But like for you to go out on a three at E three and go, okay, not only are you now having to deal with there's this Series X thing out there, oh, there's this other console, and I don't know, I just, I wonder, I wonder if that really helps you or hurts you necessarily, but yeah, I mean, we'll see in a few few months, I guess, or when E three kicks around. <laughs> yeah, or if there's more rumors that pop up about it. Um, I do think that if they make it all digital. I think Sony could really hurt them if Sony comes out and goes, oh, it's 450. Yeah. Because then you I, have the whole disc thing as well. That I, you know. I, the Xbox, well, I mean, that Series X isn't all digital. Like that, I mean, it has a disc drive in the it. Series but that, X isn't, but if you're saying it's going to be $600, that's already going to be out of a lot of people's price range. So, yeah. I think I'll be curious if it. Well, I'll be curious if the uh, X, if the PS5 has a 4K Blu-ray drive in it, though. Yeah, I would. Because uh, you know, aside from like Yen, you know, 4K hasn't exactly taken off. <laughs> well, they, I mean, and that's the thing too, right? There's a lot of people that are saying uh, that they're not even going to bother making 4K discs because they feel like digital is going to take over more than 4K discs are going to. Yeah, we, we when we hung out a few weeks ago. I saw uh, Ready or Not, that uh, Samara Weaving, you know, horror comedy in a store. They had the DVD and the Blu-ray version. And I was like, oh, I made a comment, like, oh, I should get this. And he was like, well, where's the 4K version? I'm like, they didn't make one. <laughs> like, yeah. And he was like, outraged. He's like, I'm never going to buy the, the Blu-ray copy. And I'm like, well, then you're never going to see the movie. Because they only made a Blu-ray. Like, you can buy, there's like a 4K digital version, I think. But that's it. Unless it makes like some special edition later on, but yeah, four yeah, K, you know, four K isn't you now. So people aren't like buying droves of those except for him. So I think Disney's really the true one that's like bought into four K. I think everybody else is like taking a wait and see on that. Like, yeah, because you know? um, I almost bought a four K player and I, mean, I said you know what like it's not worth it i'm just gonna get a blu-ray player that upscales to 4k and then if that actually takes uh, off then i'll think about it you know like, speaking speaking of that i think it was yeah it was like between like last week and this week i bought a blu-ray player at a, at a goodwill for six dollars <laughs> no way and, and it works like it doesn't have the remote but it works fine <laughs> i was like all right sure yeah, <laughs> That's crazy because most of those now, like you can't even buy one for under what eighty bucks. No, a couple of replays like sixty, give or take. 
I mean, yeah. depends on like depends if it's like a name brand or not. But this thing's like a Sony brand, so I'm like, all right, Did cool. Bucks or a Sony brand Blu-ray player? That's pretty. Dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's like seven years old, so I mean, it doesn't play like 4K or anything. But still, what do I care? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I have I have a PS4. I mean, I bought it for the for the novelty factor, if anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get. I mean, like I get that you want to own your media. And that's important. Oh yeah, but I mean, between like digital and physical, I'll tr- usually pick uh, physical. But it it all it all depends. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we've talked a lot about um, the PS5 price thing. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think is going to be the PS5 price? Do you think it's five hundred, or you think it's four fifty, four hundred? No, it's five. Yeah. It'll be it'll be five. <laughs> This is more of a rhetoric, rhetorical thing of asking the audience, but yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see what Sony eventually does. I think there is a little bit of what Microsoft does in there, but I think it's going to be more to do with does Microsoft release that other SKU now or does it release it later? Because I'd be shocked if – I mean, I'll, I'll wait till we talk about the main topic about whether or not they could release it lower, but we'll wait till then. So the other uh, the other major thing that was sort of the thing about this week um, was E3, um, and mainly Jeff Keighley deciding he's not going to do E3 Coliseum this year, which seems to, according to him, has more to do with. E3 no longer really having a unified approach because of Sony not being there and some other companies not being there. And, uh, you know, he feels like he couldn't give people the show that he normally would because of these things. And, you know, it really, I mean, E3 came out not too long afterwards. Uh, Not only did they 404 the the part of the website that, that had Coliseum on it, but they also had to come out and let you know which publishers were still attending E3 uh, because there seemed to be more talk about who wasn't going than who's actually going, which basically everybody except for EA, which does their own show. Microsoft now isn't even on the floor at E3. They have their own thing in the... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Microsoft Theater. And, yeah. And um, what Sony is not there, and then what Activision, who hasn't been there in a while anyway, and 
or is there but sort of is not there. And so it's like Microsoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft, Bethesda, the ones that have the conferences. Square Enix also has a conference. Uh, Take Two, Capcom, Bandai, Namco, Warner Brothers, and Sega. So I still think it is sort of a big deal that Sony's not there. But I think it speaks more to like E3. It just it's slowly becoming this thing that you don't really need to don't don't need to have. And yeah, I mean, I think I think it's still relevant, but Sony did wound it quite a bit. But I like the problem with E3 at this point is like you know they invited the public in, <laughs> so that. that that's weird. But people love Gamescom because it has the public in it, though. Yeah, but the, the, you know, E3 was was meant, or you know, it had the prestige factor of you know only the press or you know only GameStop managers that ever go in or you know sneak in. Yeah, if you can just buy your way into it, you know, then why would anyone really care about it? I don't necessarily think it's that's the reason why people aren't going. I think it's just. No, I don't think it's like the reason, but I think it's yeah. a a reason or one I, of them at least. I mean, it is a reason if you're press and you're going, and now you have to deal with even longer lines than you did when it was only press. Yeah, it's, that's a pain in the butt. But like, that can be handled by having press only areas and a press only day, which is what they've done now. Where I think Tuesday is a press only day, and then or Monday, or I don't know which day it is now, but like. Um, and then the rest of the days are, are there with with um, with everyone with everyone else that bought tickets. So like, I think that's an issue. I think also just there's so much availability for you to do your own thing. Like Nintendo yeah. has proven it. Sony is now doing it. Microsoft does it. Like, you don't need to have this big trade show uh, where it's not really a trade show anymore because they don't really. I mean, they still do it for retailers, but it's not front and center anymore like it used to where you're, you're sitting there talking about sales numbers and what you're going to do at retail and what you're going to do this. Like, It's really about just showing off a bunch of games, and as the Game Awards showed off, you can do that there too. So, like, I don't know. I just Well, it's not just, it's not just the Game Awards. Like, there's PAX or, yeah. you know, there's Gamescom or there's some... Paris. Games Week, yeah, Tokyo just, Game Show. Yeah, I was going to say TGS. I mean, that's another big one, obviously. I mean, so, yeah. I, I don't also, really I, know how you save E3 at this point. It's like... I think, well, I think people don't like the ESA too much. I mean, that's probably the biggest... <laughs> one of the bigger reasons. Like, especially after that hack last year. Like, that didn't oh, yeah. endear people too much to them. <laughs> yeah, well, especially press, that was... Um, that's a huge thing because you already get a lot of press to come under fire for, you know, fans don't like that they gave the this game this review score and all this, or we don't like the way you talk on Twitter or whatever, and oh, hey, all my personal information is out there so they can come harass me. Like, it's, that's not cool. And, you know, that shouldn't even have been on the website anyway. But, hey, ESA, y'all are dumb and you're paying the price for like, that now, but they never even like really apologized either. That's kind of the weird part of that thing. Yeah. It like, was like, Oh, didn't... somebody took advantage of the fact that it was there. It's like, really? What? What? Like, 
get it said, hey, we, you know, we made a mistake. We're sorry. We'll try to do better in the future or we'll compensate, you know, you if you actually do have issues or something like that. But no, they're just like, yeah. Oh, well, moving on. <laughs> remember, loot boxes are cool. Always, always remember that. <laughs> right. Well, uh, moving on from that uh, as well is uh, Disney, after the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Spider-Man, uh, of course, Jedi Fallen Order is like really close to hitting, what was it? Was it 10 million? Probably. So, Maybe, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> Disney is now wanting other developers to come out and reimagine their franchises with games <laughs> like those. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I like Star Wars and Spider Man, but those are about the most safest games you could have made. Like they're not reimagining shit. <laughs> well, but hey, I mean, like, how many times have we said there's a bad Star Wars game and then somebody made a really good one? I mean, yeah, but they're only bad Star Wars games because EA's had a stranglehold on the license for the past decade. Like, you know, before EA, there were a ton of good Star Wars games. <laughs> right, but. You know, we're talking about, like, aside from Kingdom Hearts and Star Wars games, there's not a lot of people going out there and just making uh, those kinds of things. Well, that's because there are a few, few problems with, like, Disney's, you know, grand plan. First of all, they had development studios. You know, they shut them down. <laughs> like, remember Disney Infinity? Like, that was a good game. It wasn't perfect, but it was good. I mean, Enough. they're also going on a gimmick that was basically hurting them more than it was helping them by that point. Yeah, but then they could just they could have just transitioned it to be a game. Like you know, you don't need the gimmick. Just because I have the PC versions of that stuff, and yeah, they're all just included in the in the game. I mean, I don't care about that Toys to Life crap, but they could have made a Disney Infinity. It's like okay, here's a Disney sandbox. You know, have fun. You know, make make have it be dreams for dreams was around, and that, I mean that's what Infinity was originally. But you had to you had to buy all the parts for it. I was like, I I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and then second, like, let's say someone did come up with like some creative plan for a Disney game, they're not going to let them do it. <laughs> yeah, totally uh, understand you on that. And and second, like. Let's say someone created like a you know a pitch for like a new game, like you know something unique. Like they're not gonna let them do it. It's Disney. Like they're the most safe company in the world. Like look at Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Yeah, they almost couldn't. What was that? There was a story that like from last week that they almost couldn't use the word Jedi. That, yeah, that was a few days ago. Jedi? Like, and that's like well, you idiots. Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> It's just, yeah, Disney is very sacred about what you can and cannot do. I mean, like you were, uh, you've talked about it before with Marvel vs. Capcom 3, like how much of a travesty that was because no, no, they had infinite. to follow, or infinite, they had to follow the storyline of uh, the MCU and it like hurt the, hurt the yeah, game. Yeah, dram dramatically hurt, hurt the game. I guess, I think it was like the Dante, the Devil May Cry 5 Dante voice actor, like, accidentally leaked a new versus game coming out. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like he was like 
he's like, oh, I did, I just did vo- voice work for ver- you know, some Capcom versus game, and everyone was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, huh? Well, but, but, but that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, what franchises are really wanting to be reimagined? Like, okay, you've already got the Avengers over there with Square Enix, which we'll have to which see how bad. that goes. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, it looks bad, but I don't really like saying critiquing things before we you know that you have the ability to get your hands on them because you never know but like what uh, okay do you even really have the, like a disney property that you want to i want to have this i want game? the dark and gritty reboot of winnie the pooh <laughs> yeah i mean okay so ea has the star wars license so you're not i mean and they, and they have like the dark war the darth vader like vr things apparently really good and you know you have Fallen Order. Um, they've make been... make make Pod Racing two. <laughs> I like the Pod Racing one. So did I. I'm not. I'm not I wasn't being sarcastic. I actually yeah. kind of like that game. <laughs> it's a fun game. I'll still play. Like if you know the last few times I've gone to an arcade that had it or a movie theater that had the. the yeah. Thing, I'll I'll go in there and play it. Um. But yeah, like also yeah. like Disney like you know split up their life their family quite a bit or like you know the, so one license is over here one license is over here but like yeah what are they gonna do i mean other than making like a great i mean marvel ultimate alliance is out there so like i don't know if you can i guess since they're making things with the avengers uh like what make a great x-men game like uh you know we they could they, do especially now that they, they have x-men again <laughs> they do mention that you know now that's they have like the Simpsons and Aliens and uh, Avatar and stuff like that. Like, I guess you could start making like good Simpsons games again, or which there's some of those. Uh, I just don't know. Like, I don't really want a Beauty and the Beast game or something. <laughs> it's like, uh, so you know, like the Disney properties that you want games made out of are kind of already having their games made. Make another uh, Gargoyles game, only this time have it be good. <laughs> that, that's the thing, is like, I think there's only certain properties you can really make games like Fallen Order and Spider-Man with, you know? I mean, so... they could do, like, if you're talking about Marvel or Star Wars, they could obviously do, like, an Iron Man game. Um, they could or do, like, a Hawkeye. Game. Well, I mean, like, an actual like an actual Iron Man game, like, have the like, open world you know, you're actually going to, like, you know, fly around like uh, Anthem, but have it not be shit. Um, they could do, like, maybe, like, a Black Widow or Hawkeye game. Like, have it be, like, a stealth-focused game. I mean, most Avengers could easily slide into, like, you know, their own game. It's just, when they tie to, like, a movie property or a movie license, it no one cares because they have to be confined to the story of the of the movie. And it's like, well, who? I could just see that, or and there's no creativity there. It's like they made two Hulk games, you know, Ultimate Destruction for like the original Xbox, and then they made like a Hulk game based, I think, on the the movie, the second movie, yeah. And it's like, well, which one of these is better? It's like Ultimate Destruction. Why? Because it tells its own story and has creative mechanics and isn't beholden to Edward Norton for, you know, hit that piece of shit movie. Yeah. And I mean, it's... if they just make, 
if they just made like an like an Iron Man movie or like you know another Wolverine game, sure. But Disney is so you know it has to be part of in the universe or you know they're so tied to that mechan or that you know, mentality most of the time that you know it just loses a lot of its appeal. Like I think Spider Man works really because it's not tied to the MCU or it's not. I mean Tom Holland could have voiced the character and he would have been probably fine, but it's a different and, take and on the Spider-Man character. Is such a special thing that you could literally have people from the MCU pop in and out and it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. You know? uh, like they did with Iron Man for, for the first movie. So it's like, you know, and I think, and that's also what hurt Kingdom Hearts, right? Because outside of a few worlds uh, or some of the story bits that connect to the actual like lore of Kingdom Hearts, the Disney stuff was just kind of largely forgettable and okay, I don't really care about this because you have to follow the movie so much that you take away the creative licenses that you could have uh, with that game. So like that's why I, that that joke exists of like oh well Kingdom Hearts is there but like it's only like the first part and the like last three hours that matter you know yeah I I know you'll disagree when I say this but imagine if at Kingdom Hearts like that if, imagine they did away with that remind DLC crap and they just said hey this DLC you can you can go visit Iron Man and you can go visit Spider Man you can like go to Manhattan and team up with them. Like, awesome. would that make you more or less interested than, hey, you can see what, what, uh, whatever the fuck her name is. It's not Terra, is it? Terra is the guy. Uh, Aqua? No, uh, not Aqua. I mean, like, Kyrie. A, uh, Kyrie, thank you. You can, you know, you can see the story from her perspective. It's like, I'd rather hang out with Spider Man. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And, or like, you know, if you, you know, you could go hang out with, like, Luke Skywalker. It's right. Like, yeah. I think that's what everybody I, wanted, right? Everybody was yeah. hoping that that's one of the secret locations you haven't showed us is it's a Marvel or Star Wars world. Um, and yeah, I mean Kingdom Hearts is like that's like the most the most damning thing you can say about that game is it's like incredibly safe. Cuz they took like no risks. Yeah, I mean they wanted to promote all the movies that were recent and I I don't blame them I guess and you know um that's sort of it is a vehicle to promote their other things, which you know, whatever. That's that's what Disney does. But like, yeah, it, it just hurt. It hurt a little bit that it was just so confined to that. And then the best golden nuggets in that game are when they go off the script. Like one of yeah, the most memorable have, things. Like... One of the things that stick out to me that about that game is that moment with Woody and Buzz, where Woody gets pissed off at the. Or is it Buzz that gets? It's I think it's Woody gets pissed off at the um, the Organization Thirteen guy, and says, yeah. "Oh well, Buzz has a heart or whatever more than you yeah. will ever have, or something like that." And it's like, okay, that's not in the Toy Story movie, right? And it it actually feels like it has a meaning to the story instead of like the other ones where it's like, all right, you just pop this Organization Thirteen guy in here, and what we played the we played the movie, so. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I would love it if like Disney, you know, actually was like, we're, you know, we're going to 
give our property, we're going to give developers a shot, you know, make the game, you know, we'll take some of the money. And if it sells well, cool. If it doesn't, you know, it's on you. But that's, you know, that's it. But they are too business oriented to ever do that or to, you know, let a studio ever be, like, be creative. Yeah. And did you see that? Uh, I think it was, I think it was Disney. No, no, Sony. Wait, I forget who. Uh, like the Spider-Man cost. Right. Yeah, it costs like. Two hundred twenty-nine million. Twenty-nine. Yeah, two hundred twenty-nine million. Yeah. Yeah, Sony bought and or Sony basically paid for Spider-Man to be made, and it was two hundred twenty-nine million. Like, could you see Disney going? Hey, you know, Rockstar, make us a Hulk game for five hundred million. Like Rockstar would be like, no. <laughs> Keep on moving. <laughs> like or you know, Capcom, make us a you know, Avengers game or something like that. You know, they're just not in that business. I think Sony is because they knew that like they had to have a game or they had to have some type of unique hit. But Disney no, just doesn't I, care. <laughs> I, I definitely I think it's also because they don't want to have to deal with the stuff we just talked about, right? Yeah. They don't, they don't want to have to deal with that. Like, I wonder how much Marvel and Disney have to sign off because Sony already has the movie license and all that other stuff. So, like... I Well, I imagine for that, it was probably pretty easy compared to certain, you know... Because they, I mean, they had that kerfuffle earlier this year about, or last year about, you know, Spider-Man three getting made or not getting made or whatever. <laughs> right, but I, it's like I think it's a lot less to deal with. And- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Then some of the other stuff, like, God, the stuff you hear about what Nomura has to deal with to make a Kingdom Hearts seems like, oh my God, I wouldn't want to make that game. Yeah, did you see the, uh, I think it was uh, the guy who does Smash Brothers, he said, like, oh, we'd love to have have Sora in the game, but Disney won't sign off on it or something like that. And it's like, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, like. Like, I mean, unless they never plan on, which I don't think that's possible, I don't think that's true at all when you just, when, you know, you just had Kingdom Hearts games show up on the Xbox this week. Like, you're going to tell me well, that you're not going to take the chance of having the other Kingdom Hearts games? I mean, I know 3 can't, but the other games show up on Switch? and Well, like... it's like, a, 
I think it was a beat the bombcast like talking about this like last week. Like they were like, oh, they wouldn't have Sora. They don't want to have Sora in it because then people would bug him for like Mickey Mouse and in Smash Brothers. It's like, no, they would. Why? Well, it's like for, first of all, let's assume they would. What's the problem of having Mickey Mouse in fucking Smash Brothers? I, like, I, no. It, I like I mean, really? Like, like they don't they don't want to see. Well, unless you're gonna say, okay, here's the thing. Like. If you're going to say Kingdom Hearts Mickey, yes. Other well, I mean, kind of that, Mickey, no. No, not not like Steamboat Willie Mickey. But, I mean, yeah, Mickey's been violent before. Like, the Kingdom Hearts or, like, Fantasia or something. Well, yeah, like, yeah, but, who okay. cares? But that's the thing. Like, again, in Kingdom Hearts, he's allowed to be this way. Right? They have a little bit more of a license with him. But also, uh, the, the other thing, I mean, especially with Mickey, is, like, you know, Disney... Their characters like they don't have a like a Mickey Mouse show, or there's no Mickey Mouse well, movie. It's like you know, I mean, kind of, but it's so you know, it's not like Mickey Mouse is like the most popular character in the world that he used to be. Right, but it's it's like Mickey Mouse has this. I mean, he's thing. like a cultural icon. Right, but, but they don't they don't like, want to taint his what he means to people, his whatever, like, I, I definitely, I think Kingdom Hearts is one of those so like, give, anomalies. Yeah, giving him a key blade and letting him, rip, you know, rip apart Heartless, that's cool. Right. But like, you, <laughs> letting you, him Mario, that's, oh, they draw the line with that. I, that's the thing, though, that's the thing, though, it's like, I think, we have to remember that first game for Kingdom Hearts, they were not allowed to do anything with Mickey except use his silhouette at the end. After the first game was successful, then Disney kind of started loosening the reins a little bit. But you also hear, like, how much back and forth has to go for them to pat, say yes to everything. That it's like, can you yeah. imagine the shit Sakurai would have to do for, for like, Mickey to to pass the grade? Like, it's like, come well, on. Well, it's like, who, I mean, who cares about Mickey then? At least they have Sora in it. Like, that's, that's my kind of point like i don't think that's the reason know. they said no to sora i think it's disney just i mean like their things frolicking with the other things they want to well, have that, everything I mean, that's why they buy things right they, they want to have it yeah but then why would a studio ever make you know uh, one of their one of their games you just like said that, why right? would well, unless unless, they, you unless know, Disney, Disney just parked a Brinks truck in front of Rockstar and said, make this. I mean, okay, like, you know, uh, in the case of like, Insomniac, like, it's not exactly one-to-one, but they, Insomniac made that uh, Sunset Overdrive game. Right. And, you are not, you know, you're not swinging across the city, but, you're, you know, you're basically, like, skating across it. And that game didn't sell for shit. <laughs> well, but it also like, they were... didn't, have, it didn't have Spider-Man. And it also yeah. was weird, like... It, it didn't have the I mean, best it, controls and, that, and there was that, other I things. mean, Insomnia or that game had other problems to be sure. Right. But I mean, I think studios like to have an original IP or like, you know an original thing that they can hopefully improve upon or you know fix that sells well as opposed to hey we're cranking out the the, the or, you know the thirty third Deadpool game. <laughs> well, also like this means that Insomnia could in theory, also return to making Ratchet and Clank. What do you mean, in theory? Like, they already already did. (laughs) I mean... I'm just saying, saying, like, again, 
for the PS5. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I would like, like them to, but yeah. So, I mean, that was a remake of the first game. They could they could go and make a new one, right? And not just be stuck making Spider-Man games for the rest of their existence. But what I'm saying is, like, and a lot of Sunset Overdrive, you can see it in Spider-Man, so it helped that they made that game. But, you know, I just think when you look at it from that perspective of, like, Nintendo's wanting to play ball. So Disney's not, because Disney's so... They're stuck in there. Oh, it has to be our way, and we want this, and we want that. Like, you know, I just... I don't think... I wonder if people ask for it really, 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 really bad and went after Disney and all that stuff, if they... if they would acquiesce eventually... But outside no. of the of the Kingdom Hearts lovers, that's the thing is like Sora is a Kingdom Hearts character. So like, I think if you had the amount of people, I don't think you, you don't even have the amount of people that are going crazy about Persona getting on Switch that you do yeah. for. So there's way more people upset about that. There's something going on that Atlas won't put Persona on Switch more than Sora not I being in Smash. I think yeah. if like Sakurai said, "Hey, bug Disney," you know, for so- for Sora, then that would immediately let you know. I don't know because it's such a divided. Everybody wants their character in Smash. Like, I don't think that that yeah, would even be but the case. Like, Sora is always like one of the top requested characters. Like Sora, uh, Banjo Kazooie, which I got, uh, you know, Cloud, which I got like a few years ago. You know, you know, most of the characters they bug, they eventually get. Yeah, but so, Disney is a huge freaking corporation. This is not like another gaming company that you're going to bother. This is not like getting scrolled well, yeah, to that, say yes to cloud, you know? Like, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, if, if Disney was actually serious about their we want to make games again mantra, then this would that would be a very easy thing to do. Right, but I wonder how many people will play Sora and Smash and go, okay, I'm going to buy Kingdom Hearts now. Like, you already bought Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> like, you know? Well, I would say none, because there's no Kingdom Hearts games on the Switch. <laughs> right, but what I'm just saying... Like... But I, I, also, I think, like, if they said, hey, most of the Kingdom Hearts games are going to be ported to the Switch, so they're like, alright, cool. Then... I think that conversation happens again, if that ever, if that happens. If that conversation happens about putting Kingdom Hearts on the Switch, then that conversation would happen. Yeah. About... Do we put? Can we put Sora in Smash again? What would it take? What do we have to do? You know, so that that's another thing. And I, just quickly, because man, we, this has been a lot. This show's been a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, what do you think about the Persona Switch stuff? Like, I mean, I let. Oh, it would be nice, but I still think that they like having their different franchises be for different platforms. Like the I, the I, uh, like you know it's not like people were bitching like oh the Vita didn't get Persona Q Labyrinth or Persona uh, the oh, Shin Megami Tensei game like Vita we're comparing something that like the Vita is super niche compared to asking for stuff on a Switch which is like the console people are talking about right now like I don't think we're talking about the Vita sales compared to the Switch really come on like I understand also, what you're saying. 
But I mean, also, Sony might just have, like, some weird license where they have the Persona games. I just don't know, man. Like, I feel like that would have come out by now. How do you keep that at secret least, for this long? At least for, like, the main, you know, I don't consider Scramble necessarily, like, you know, the turn-based JRPG Persona game. So, I mean, no, that I... might be why that's fine. But maybe. I mean. That's just so weird best... that nobody the... would have leaked that by now. The better question is, like, why did the... why were they making Persona games exclusively, or, you know, the Shimigami Tensei and those other Persona games just for the 3DS? Like, why didn't they make that for, like, the actual console? Well, I mean, let's whenever Persona Q2 was in development, I think this was already being made for the 3DS, so they couldn't really just. Well, I mean, okay, on. yeah, that one. But why didn't they do the first one? Or the Shimigami Tensei. Remaster it for Switch. Well, why were they on the handhelds to begin with, or why were they on the 3DS to begin because with? Because they like... wanted it on. What well, wasn't the okay? Wasn't aren't the Shimigami Tensei games like Nintendo games? Weren't they on like the Nintendo systems event? Uh some of them were. Yeah. But it eventually transferred over to the P- the PlayStation Two. I know, I know they had Nocturne and and then they had all those other spin-off games there on the PS2 and all that. But like I don't know. I mean I mean, I agree that like hey, Persona should be on, you know, at least 3, 4 and, and five. you know, 4 Golden or well, I mean, I could see 5 being a problem. I mean, they could do it, but there would be more work involved, you know, downgrading it to be the on the Switch. I mean, they could use the PS3 version. That's not a great. <laughs> they could, <laughs> but I mean, they could do it. But I just, I really think that the Atlas just likes having it. You know, having certain consoles, having certain franchises. I just don't think. I mean, that, like, I mean, not a let, great. I just don't think you let your PR person even talk about that. If it's if there's a Sony deal, like I think, and and having worked with, uh. Ari in the past, you know, for games, uh, she's worked with um, Spike Chunsoft in the past. She's worked with uh, Idea Factory in the past. Of course, she's been with Atlas. So, like, I just don't think that you let your communications manager just go out there and say whatever the heck you want like that. Um, if there's not an ability to do it. If there was no way you could put it on Switch because Sony had some monopoly on it, you couldn't even go out there and say that because then you're giving people hope. And well, unless unless he doesn't know. <laughs> I just can't imagine that. Like, I think there, there'd be some kind of... She'd have to make a retraction. Like, I just I just don't... You know? Like, that's why I think... It's, it's one of these, like, maybe... I agree with you... Atlas probably does like to have their certain things that, okay, we want Persona to be on the system that has the best graphical or that power. It's, or, or that it started on. Yeah, that it started <laughs> on. And then, okay, Shin Megami Tensei for most of its life has been a Nintendo thing, which we have heard nothing about SMT5. Uh, and we have no idea where that is in development or anything, really. And so, like... Um, and you'd think by now, because that was a freaking supposed to be a launch Switch game. And yeah. then, uh, so like, at least they're getting Scramble, but 
I totally get the people that are upset because like the Switch is a port machine. And what's the best way to freaking enjoy those especially three and four, but also five? Um, I mean, isn't that kind of dismissive Switch? of I mean let me ask you this. Would you rather have Persona four golden on the Switch or Shin Megami Tensei five? I don't have an I don't have an affinity for Shin Megami Tensei five. So but that's only because I, I mean that's only because you're I mean right, but the Shimigami Tensei people are way they don't necessarily cross over though. Well, I mean, you, what you, you missed I think you missed my point a little. Like, would you rather have a port of an old game or a new game? I don't know. You asked. Okay, here's the thing. Like, if you're gonna make Shimigami Tensei five, I I don't know. It's just that's two different series. Is what I'm saying. Like. I mean, they're close enough, trust me. <laughs> There's a lot of similarity, but I'm just saying, like, the way that that game is played and the the story basis of that game is different than Shin Megami Tensei's. Tensei, sorry. Well, and like, I mean, I would, I would just rather have a new game. Like, yeah, it'd be nice if, you know, the Switch had... Shimagami, you know, Persona Five or Persona Four and Five, and Kingdom Hearts One and Two, and Metal Gear Solid Three and Four, whatever the hell. But you know, you calling it a port machine is kind of weirdly a diss because it's like, well, it is. I would rather have, well, I would rather have new shit coming to that thing than you know this ten year old game. But come on, I agree with you, Mark. But come on, what do most people <laughs> say that they always? A lot of people. I mean, yes, there are the people that say that the Switch has no games on it. Yes, there is Switch games out right now that you can go play, that are coming out now. But what I'm saying is, most people, a lot, you see a lot of people ask for, I want this game on the Switch. I want this game on the Switch. This is another case of that. I want this game on the Switch. And well, you're not getting it, so can yeah, move on not, with your life. You're not, but I'm just saying, like, I think, I think it would be nice to see it go to PC and go to Switch. Like I, you know, make I mean, it more old, accessible for people. There, are, there are old PS3 games I'd like, like to see on current consoles, but I know I'm never going to have it happen. Or hell, I'd love, I'd love to see like Lost Odyssey on the on the PC. That's never going to happen. Microsoft could make that happen with Game Pass they, if they wanted to. They could, but they're not going to. Mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't say never say never on that. Because it requires Mist, well, like Lost, Lost Odyssey in particular is never going to happen because it requires Mistwalker to be actually making like Pete, you know, console games again, not crappy phone games. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. like I'd like to, but couldn't you know, they like also see, like, get Mistwalker to sign off on letting like a another studio work on porting it to PC? I mean, they could, but that typically doesn't go well. <laughs> I'll, I'll point to Warcraft 3 as an example. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I totally get what you're saying there, but... I mean, uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, I'd like to see, like, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 be off the PS3. Have it be on PS4 or PC, but that's not going to happen. I just, I just think that, you know, people wanting, you know, the Switch to have every game on it, sure, but the, the business realities or even just the... Uh, you know, some people just don't want it to be. It's like, get you know, get over it, or dig up some old PS3s and 
you know, PS2s and play uh, Persona like, 4 on that. Like, that's <laughs> not necessarily always just available either, you know? Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> but... I think Persona 4 is actually digital, so you could you could buy that technically. Yeah, that, yeah you could. Seeing 3 and 4, uh, 3 Fez and 4 are available digitally. So, like, you know... Uh, or, or even you could port the, well, that's 3 and 4's case. 5, you still have the issue of that never got some kind of Vita version or whatever. But, like, 3 and 4, you could port the Vita versions if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I guess it's all moot if the PS5 does, you know, is going to be that compatible with everything. It's like, all right, play it on there. <laughs> right. Um, very true there. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I just think that, you're also, I mean, I think most people's point is it would sell if it went on the Switch. And that's the reason. It's not that, oh, we just want it and you're not thinking about what Atlas would be thinking about as well. We're making all this, we're having to divert development to port things over to a system they weren't on previously. How much development time is that going to take? How much is that taken away from other games that we're making? And what is going to be the end factor? I think you definitely see sales for it, and that's yeah. Like you know, if they made you know Persona Four Golden on the Switch, I'd buy it because you know I have it on Vita, but I'm not, I'm not going to play it on there. Right. But like I said, I just think there's either a business reason that it's not doing it, or just some personal reason that yeah, they just don't I, want to. And I think you know that's the thing we have to think about is like. We haven't heard anything about Shin Megami Tensei Five. We know it. I think. I mean, th- I think they are making. Uh, they are making something for the Switch. I know that. <laughs> they're making that for the Switch. They're making Persona Scram- Five Scramble right now. They're um, supposedly there's uh, there is listings for uh, Catherine Full Body for the Switch. So oh, that'd like, be great. That'll so, be the version with, with actual working multiplayer. <laughs> so, like, how much? What? You know, we don't even know if they're what they're making after that. Uh, you know, Catherine Persona, two. Persona <laughs> six would eventually be a thing that they'd have to start thinking about. Um, so, like, you know, how many? people do they really have in those studios that they can just pull a bunch aside and go hey start working on ports of persona 3 4 and 5 for the switch while you're at yeah like you know that's the thing we have to think about too make make a ps2 emulator for the switch you have you have one week and two people to do it have fun (laughs) right okay so wow this this uh show went a lot longer than i thought it was going to um so we do have a topic um, that kind of goes with the PS5 price thing and Xbox and all that, which is something I heard a lot about this week as well, uh, which is, you know, is Game Pass something that we're going to see Sony particularly do? Um, maybe not so much Nintendo, because they they are going to go through their model and their model works and you know, whatever. Uh, or not just Nintendo. Cause we've seen Ubisoft sort of dabble in this and EA, EA does has it. their thing. 
and you know um, Activision doesn't make enough games for it to really be but they do stuff with Modern Warfare the season pass the battle pass all that um, and we you know the proliferation of battle passes and season passes and all that stuff again is subscription services the future of the industry and and something that I saw today and actually David Jaffe was commenting on it um does if this were to happen does it mean that we're going to see game quality go down because it's now something that you're paying 10 15 20 dollars a month for and not to your paying 60 dollars for so the first part i guess do you think we're going to see sony have a game pass like thing with ps now and other people other big publishers start using that and maybe it hurts Game Pass because everybody wants to have their own thing, very much like the TV uh, streaming things. Or, I mean, you no. Think Microsoft <laughs> will just be the thing. I, I think Microsoft is doing it because they have to, or else they wouldn't make, you know, their games wouldn't get played at all. Uh, I, I don't see Sony doing it. I could see them doing it for like retro stuff, maybe, or you know. Basically adopting what the Switch has, like Nintendo has, like you know, here's a bunch of old PS1, PS2, PS3 games on the like the, you know the PS5. Have at it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to pay for them. You know, basically making PS PlayStation now better. But I don't see them doing for current, you know, their current games at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could see them doing it for. To help out, kind of do like Xbox does, where you have indies get put on the service and they get played a heck of a lot more um, than they would if you just had to go out and find them and buy them. Like Outer Wilds, Void Bastards, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. I mean, Outer Worlds got helped out. It's not an indie. No, that's that's two, Take Two's indie label. Um, those games got helped out a lot by being on Game Pass at launch. Well, even like yeah. stuff like you know Rocket League. I mean, when it's on PS4 Plus or uh, PlayStation Plus, like yeah, they got immensely helped out. But I mean, like, I don't think Rocket League's a twenty dollar game. Right. They're not going to put like God of War, you know, launch. You know, when it launches, it's like, hey, pay the sixty dollar version, or hey, just go download it from PS Plus. It's like, huh, that's a that's a tough choice there. I wonder what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. Like that's not, I mean, Microsoft does that, you know, like Forza or Gears of War 5. I don't think they'll do it with Halo. But no, they already they did. With, they already said it's going to be on Game Pass. Okay. Okay. But they have to do it because they have to. Like, or else those games aren't going to get played at all. <laughs> I don't know if they're not going to get played at all, especially if you're putting them on PC as well. But. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's too far-fetched to, to say that if this model continues to dominate for Microsoft, and I think it also has to do with, I think you have to, I mean, we did say, Kaz, I think, I forgot who exactly said it, 
But one of the quotes that came out about the PlayStation 5 price or whatever is that we should stop being judged on how many hardware sales we have and how many people we have in our ecosystem instead. And eh. that is that's something that Microsoft is basically trying to do. They are trying to not even make you think about, well, she, gosh darn, it really has been a long time since we've heard about what Xbox One sales are, but hey, here's Game Pass, and here's 20 more games that are coming to it, and here's a bunch of games that, yeah, they're kind of old, or they're at least a year old or so, but they're coming to Game Pass, like Kingdom Hearts 3 and Yakuza 0 and uh, a few other things that I saw that are coming at the end of, like, next week. Um, yeah. So, and, and all the um, all the Kingdom Hearts games, the 1.2, 2.5, or 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 are on there right now. So, like, you know, and eventually all the Final Fantasies are going to be on there and all that stuff. So, like, you know, I I don't think that necessarily it's out of the realm of possibility that Sony does it. But I think Microsoft really has to, like you said, right? The reason why Game Pass exists in the first place is because it was a way to get people to, hey, maybe... If you can get a bunch of games for basically almost nothing, you'll well, buy some of them. Yeah, it's a way to invite you know people to buy an Xbox. It's like yeah, for Christmas, it's like okay, you get, you get an Xbox One for Christmas, and you have a you know a month of Game Pass because I think it comes free with that. Mm-hmm. You're like hey, I have access to 300 games. Let's start playing a rare replay and you know Killer Instinct and Halo and Gears Five. <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, it's an incentive. But I just don't see, like, especially for the new console. I mean, they'll still have it for the new consoles, but I, don't, I think, like, they will they will delineate somewhat between, like, our tri- the really AAA games and the games that, you know, they don't mind taking a lo- you know small loss on. Especially if they own the, you know, especially if they own the, uh, plat- you know, the uh, developer. Like, I can see, like, Ninja Blade 2 being a, uh, you know, a Game Pass game. I... I it blade? might be hard. Yeah, sorry. Well, Hellblade, thank you. Not Ninja Blade. Uh, but it would be hard for me to say, see, like, you know, the premier Forza game necessarily being on Game Pass, especially for, like, the new one. No, uh, no, no. They put... Well, no, Forza, Forza is different because they own that. But, I mean, like, well, third-party games typically don't do a ton of Game Pass stuff. Yeah, not at launch. You'll see them come later. Yeah, and, and what did we see from Control? Like Remedy came out and was like, "No, it's not going to be on Game Pass." Obviously, it. it obviously, yeah, because they want to sell copies of that game, <laughs> right? But like, they came out and said no, and so yeah. like, um, but I do think if we start seeing, first of all, I think Microsoft has to has to sell a heck of a lot more Series X and whatever other SKU that they come out with uh, more than they did this go-around. Or I don't think you're even going to see Sony even dabble in it because they don't... There's not a necessity. Yeah. Uh, I think it comes with necessity, right? And until... Well, it's the same reason... It's like the same reason why, like, cross, you know cross-play is now a thing because Microsoft needs it to happen. <laughs> well, not necessarily. They, it's it's a thing because people want it also. 
that's more yeah. of a, that that's more but, of I mean, a consumer friendly thing now they than could, necessarily they could, Microsoft. That's the thing is they, they could have had it happen last generation. Sony you know, Sony was a losing one then and they they didn't do it because Xbox was in the lead. <laughs> right. And Sony dragged their feet because of that as well until they finally kind of just said, okay, here's some games no, that no. let do it. And then... No, no. Like, last generation of the PS3 and, and 360, Sony wanted crossplay, And th- uh, Microsoft said no. <laughs> right. But... Uh, I think it was just... Defiant. Defiance had it. And, like, they had it working. And someone asked Sony, or someone, you know, reps at the time, they're like, why isn't this working? You know, why don't people have this? And Sony was like, we'd love it to have, you know, because PS3 was losing. But, you know, they're like, oh, Microsoft doesn't want to, you know, they're having, they have a clothed ecosystem or whatever bullshit they had at the time. So they, don't, they won't let us do it. Right, <laughs> but, I mean, that's different heads of gaming at that point. Like, you know, like, let's think about Microsoft's arrogance and what it cost them this go around. I mean, I think this is... Phil Spencer coming in and also seeing a different vision for things and saying like, okay, let's let's look at the future of what games could be. Not just because we want to be the leader, but I think also, I mean, we were hearing Microsoft talk about the xCloud stuff before Stadia yeah. came out and and did their thing and didn't do it very well. But like, just, you know, it, I, go ahead. I was going to say, did you hear about the NVIDIA Shield or the NVIDIA yeah. stream thing? Yeah, because NVIDIA didn't do their homework and make sure that they uh, crossed their T's and dotted their I's and had all that lost all the Activision Blizzard games. But like, oh, all the all those games, all those hundreds of Call of Duty games. <laughs> yeah, it's like you lost them all because they were part of the beta, but you didn't sit there and think about, oh crap. Let's make sure we have them for the stuff stuff that happens with Game Pass as well, right? Every time we see uh, games get added, you see them talk about games that are going away. So yeah, um, but that that's the nature of services, basically, is unless that they're owned by that company, they they go away. So Netflix was every time they announced Netflix what's coming, they also have an article that says what's going. Uh, so like. So let's say Microsoft, the Game Pass thing just becomes this. Let's say we have all these people that adopt these Series Xs now that didn't have an Xbox One, that skipped a generation, they don't even know the Game Pass exists, right? And now all of a sudden, Game Pass becomes this thing that like people are just even more so than it's talked about now. Do you think that's is there any possible way that it does well enough where there's this Netflix thing about it where? Oh well, maybe we do have to do something. I think it could happen, but I just think Sony at the present is too much of an in a lead, and I think, but you know, between the two, I think people are going to be more excited for the PS5. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely because Microsoft again needs to show that they have something else besides Halo and Gears of War, which and Forza, and I think that's the thing we they. Other than buying these studios and the hardcore of the hardcore know what those games are, I think the the outside audience doesn't. Yeah. You know, um, I, I have a tend of thinking of like, I think Game Pass is making a big enough of a dent that we could see 
maybe not Sony, but we could definitely see more people go this route. And maybe I, not Nintendo because Nintendo lives in their own world. But I, I, I don't see it because I don't think most companies have a you know a huge enough library for it to really happen. Right. And like EA does it. I mean, kind of, but no one talks about it much anymore because only like FIFA, all people, all people only care about FIFA and Madden. And I think Ubisoft does EA it. Doesn't but... have this big amount of games that come out outside of those. Yeah, and like FIFA has it, or not FIFA, sorry, Ubisoft has it, but I don't, I know no one ever talks about that one. <laughs> right, because, I mean, like, well, that other thing, their their thing is mostly, mostly for their back catalog, right? It's not necessarily for the new games. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, like, EA Access thing where, oh, hey, we're going to put, it's been six months. Let's go ahead and put Assassin's Creed Odyssey on there or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's not, oh, hey, Xbox is, or Halo Infinite's coming out. Oh, this is also on Game Pass, and you only have to pay $10, $15. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think as long as Sony continues in their lead, um, you're not going to see it. I think there's got to necessitate something in order for Sony to do that. But I definitely could see them improve PS Now and maybe sign deals to get exclusive indies and stuff like that again to try to boost that service and get people to. to well, buy. I mean, I, yeah. ideally, what you want, what you'd want to happen, have happen, is like you know, PlayStation Plus just or PS Now just rolling to PS Plus. Yeah. I mean, that's the best of both. You know. I mean, PS Now isn't as good as Game Pass, but it's still fine enough. And, you know, I mean, if PS Plus got better games, but it's currently kicking the shit out of, you know, Xbox Gold. <laughs> yeah, but I think also it's just... But I, 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 I think I, that's the thing, is they have to fully commit to it, right? Because I think what we've seen I, is like, oh, God of War shows up for like two weeks and then goes away. I just don't see Sony ever ever really doing that unless you know things go catastrophically wrong for them, which, which like will. No, that's the thing; they won't. I mean, so yeah, you're never going to see like, hey, this Sony game just came out in the store, you know, sixty dollar GameStop, buy it there or play it on PS Plus. No. Like, no, that'll never happen. But things went so bad for Microsoft this generation; they had to do that. Right. Well, and then also see if it would catch on, right? And I think it has, but there's not a lot of people in the Xbox ecosystem for it to really be this massive thing, right? Yeah. And then also the PC part of it, you don't get the – I mean, other than the Microsoft-branded things, you don't get everything that comes to Game Pass also on PC because I'd be playing Kingdom Hearts 3 again right now. But – if you did, I think that would be a bigger deal. But you don't, because that's a whole different licensing thing and a whole different whatever. And also that game has to have a PC version, which that makes the difference as well. Um, so, like, you know, I think it could happen, but like you said, a lot of stuff has to has to go wrong. I And I could, I could see more back catalog stuff happen, and if that's 
how we start seeing that Navy become something. Like you said, roll into PS Plus, maybe. Yeah, I do see them doing something like that. I definitely think they're going to improve PS Now to where Navy becomes more of an EA Access Ubisoft thing where, like, six months down the line, after this is already on sale for 20 bucks. oh, yeah, here, it's on PS Now now. And it doesn't move. It doesn't go away from there. It stays there. Um, yeah. So I guess... Uh, go go on. On. Nope, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was saying, like, so this is something I saw today, and it made me wonder, like, do you think that having a subscription service, basically Game Pass, makes it to where Microsoft doesn't have to think about Gears 5 or Halo Infinite or, well, I don't, like, they that's basically their only... Because you know, Crackdown was nothing, but well, like Forza, what, Forza, yeah, Forza, or whatever game is coming from, like, uh, you know, they just revealed that Baldur's Gate three is happening. Whatever, you know, Hellblade two, things that are coming. Does that? Do you feel like having a subscription service basically makes it to where you don't have to think about the game necessarily being top quality? Because you know it's going to be on a service for fifteen dollars, or do you uh, think it doesn't matter? I think, I think it might, but it hasn't. Like there hasn't been a dip in quality yet. But my concern would be like, you know, if they make a Forza, you know, Motorsport Nine or whatever, which they're going to, you know, make eventually. If that was only subscription based, that would be my worry. If they said you cannot buy this. Because, you know, when you buy a game, there's an in, hopefully an intrinsic value of quality there. If, but, you know, if they say it's only subscription-based, then it's like, uh-oh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too, is I feel like as long as there are people... Because you got to remember, Game Pass is also not easily obtainable for everyone. Right? Like, well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a whole like DRM problem, you know, online DRM. It's like not every console is online, not every, never, not everyone has a good connection. <laughs> right, and then we're going on to other countries where it's a different yeah. deal as well. As long as it's out there on a shelf for someone to buy for sixty dollars, I don't think that because Game Pass existed is the reason why Gears Five was not like quadruple A awesome. 90 scoring game. I think that's just no. the game that was made. I don't think it has well, to do with the fact that Game Pass existed. I know, like, Jens bought Gears 5 and he liked it, but I mean, like, I just, like, that specifically, I think, you know, that game formula is just a little tired. Uh, and they, don't, they didn't, maybe didn't innovate quite enough, but it's Gears. Like, they can't change it too much. <laughs> right, and then that's the kind of the thing I. I was seeing was that the person was saying, well, like, I feel like because game pass exists, quality is not important for Microsoft anymore. No, that's a dumb yeah. argument. Cause yeah. quality, quality, never, quality has never been important for Microsoft. It's not true. <laughs> it's just, you know, when, you, when the, when, and, and gears is about to go through it again, right? Because Rod Ferguson left. So, 
like you had Bungie leave, that's oh. your Halo games are now different because it's a different studio. There's different people they'll, making these games. They'll bring they'll bring Cliffy B back for Gears of War. <laughs> I don't think so, but you know maybe who knows, right? Maybe if Microsoft backed up the truck and said, "Hey, Cliffy B," uh, but like here's it's the thing, right? Of just even if Sony did that. I don't think that that means that you're not having the same games being made because now there's a service out there. No. In fact, I think you're seeing. I think if, well, I think if anything like Halo Infinite shows that to be kind of the opposite because that's just, that's when they're going to like oh you'll play this game infinitely or you know you play it for a while. If it's just Halo Six, you're like all right, well you finish the Cortana storyline and then you can play multiplayer for a while, but. Infinite might have the idea that, like, hey, we could keep adding more shit to this game, story content, maybe, over and over. <laughs> yeah, and I think we will see that continue, the the live service thing or whatever, which is not bad in itself. It's, it's something that certainly has shown that if you do it correctly, it's good, right? You don't need to go out there and buy $60 games every time you here comes the next division two expansion or whatever you can, Hey, it's free or Hey, you bought this expansion pass. You get three of these story DLCs for 30 bucks or whatever. So yeah, I, I just don't like that argument of, well, there's been a different quality now because we're not, we're not going to see any more quadruple a big ass games anymore because we're seeing too many of these like mid-tier games come out. Or, you know, we're not seeing enough tens anymore. We're seeing a bunch of eights and whatever. And it's like, I don't know if that's really what's happening. Um, because of it, a service existing, I think that's happening because of more of the live service thing than necessarily because Game Pass exists. Right. Where I can also see it. Like, yeah, go ahead. I can also see it like, I mean, it's not the games aren't being devalued because they're on the, they're on a steam or on a they're not getting worse because they're on a steam or a streaming platform. They're getting worse because like they're getting devalued because they're on the steam streaming platform. Which I think you could make a case for that technically, but I don't think it's not like a. Like, the value is going down because of the value in the game, not the value of like the actual. It's not the quality; it's just the value, which are two yeah. different things. Like right, you know, but also it helps the game a lot, right? I mean, because it's more widely available. So yeah. So that's the thing: is like, yes, you're devaluing it. Like here, here's a good example. Like. Uh, I, we didn't play it, but I, I mean, Jens wanted to play Gears of War 5 with me. And I was kind of like hemming and hawing, but he's like, you know, if you want, I'll just send you the 30 bucks to buy it. I think it was like maybe 40 or something, but I was like, buy it? Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you, I mean, you can just buy it. And I'm like, why would I buy it? I could just, you know, get Game Pass for a month and play it through there. He's like, it's on there? I'm like, Yeah. It just cost me a dollar to buy it, or to you know to rent it for a month. <laughs> oh, he was astonished. He didn't know it was on there. No. <laughs> wow. 
Well, there you go. But no, I, I think it becomes something where, you know, I, I do wonder, like, and that's the that's the thing, right? Like, if everybody had to pay $60 for Gears of War, would it have been talked about more? Yes, sir. Do you think it would have been talked about more if you had everybody had to pay 60 bucks for Gears of War? Uh, n- maybe, but I... I mean, Gears of War is, is hard because uh, it's just such a uh, like kind of forgotten franchise at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a weird one. I would say, like, Forza, I think people might not talk about it as much if it, you could only get it through, uh, or, you, could, you know, you, you could only buy it. Right. Uh, but, but I feel like Outer Worlds got so much love because it was so much more widely available. You know, like, I feel well, like and, same and, thing with Outer Wilds. I feel like you heard people talking more about those games this year because you could just go to a service and play yeah. it. Yeah, sure. You know? I mean, I would have played Outer Wilds if it was on Steam. <laughs> right. Bastards. And, yeah, that's another thing entirely. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I, I think that is more um, of a thing. Also, this this thing that I've been seeing a lot, too. I know it, it's sort of in the same realm, but not. How do you feel about, like, I've been seeing a lot of people saying this whole thing about exclusives are anti-consumer. No. And I, I just think it's stupid. Because like, exclusives have always, have always existed and always will exist. You don't they, sell they, a system if you don't have exclusives. Yeah, they want you to buy the system, or you know, they want you to, you know, if you want to play Mario, buy the Nintendo system. If you want, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to play Sonic, you have to buy the Sega system. <laughs> but how do you feel about the whole like, okay, is it a or problem it, if is it a problem if Horizon, you know, the whole thing about the Horizon being put on PC thing, and what that means for, or well, what if Sony starts putting their games on PC, like, well. They already kind of are. I mean, it's not Sony specifically, but, you know, Detroit and uh, the Quantic Dream games have hit PC, the Yakuza games hit PC. It's not them doing it. It's the third parties. Horizon is slightly different because Sony, I think, owns it. Well, At least they published it. Studio, yeah. But it's also like, the, it's not like the newest game. Like, yeah, if they put Spider-Man day in, day with on PC and PS4... I would have been a little more pissed, but Horizon's a three-year-old game, or maybe two at least. But why are you getting so, pissed, Mark? It's anti-consumer if you don't put it on PC. Well, I'd get it. I'd, I'd be pissed because probably wouldn't run well on my PC. <laughs> well, yeah. It barely run, barely run well on PS4. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's the thing that I don't get. Like this hatred all of a sudden towards exclusives, like. Ah, eh, just people bitching. I mean. Like it, like you know, you know, you're not going to see Halo. I mean, it's not you're going to see Halo Infinite on PC, or you know, it won't be on oh, Steam. Yeah. I should say, sorry, it'll be yeah. on Xbox or, or Windows 10, but not on Steam. Right, and I mean, it is. What I mean, I'm pissed. Is. I'm pissed off with exclusives on Epic, so that's why I've chosen not to play any of, their, any of those games. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, because it's tied to a four or five hundred dollar system, that's bad. 
It's like that what? doesn't necessarily make it bad. It's that's why as you're buying to the, the system. As opposed to a two thousand dollar computer. <laughs> I mean, how many people would really own a Switch if you couldn't pay Zelda, Mario, and Smash, and Mario Kart on it, and Pokemon? Yeah. Yep. If you could play it on your PS4 or your PC, would you buy a Switch? No. I mean, like, so that's the thing. Like, I don't understand the whole this, oh, this anti-consumer, anti-consumer. No. People are just idiots. I mean, you know, if you want to play, if you want to play every game, buy your system. That's the consumer part. (laughs) Yep. Also, I wanted to play, you know, Soccer Kid. Back in the day, you had to buy a 3DO. Or if you wanted to play, you know, Military Madness, you had to buy Turbo Graphics because that's the only system it came on. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, get I with get it. it. Get with it. I get it. Like most, a lot of things are coming to PC, right? Like that's kind of a thing of like, oh well, it's on this, but it's also on PC. Yeah. You know. Um, well, it's the same argument. I mean, it's the same argument you're using with the Switch port, you know, thing. It's like, oh, it's. You know, why aren't Persona 3 games, Persona 4 and 5 are on Switch? It's anti-consumer. It's like, they apparently don't care. No, I'm not it's saying like, it's right. anti-consumer. I'm saying I just want it to where I can play it portably. But Well, you have a good laptop. You can play it portably on that thing. No, I can't. It's not on there PC. Are P- there are PS2 and PS3 emulators out there. I don't you can want do to it. use an emulator. Well, I mean, you're going to. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be running through? <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying I'd rather use it in in a way where I don't have to make sure that this is working and all that, you know. But or, you know, yeah. if you want, you know, make there, there's a. I mean, I'm probably, probably sure Ben Heck has made some, you know, portable PS3 in his life. Buy one from him and play Persona Five on that thing. <laughs> That, that's mostly, I think, is where that's coming from. Is people want to play it on that system because a lot of people play it portably or use the Switch portably. So, um, one yeah. one funny final note news thing, I guess Capcom just pushed their Street Fighter Five Championship Edition thing uh, for PC, and they didn't fix the netcode at all. Uh, even though they, they, they promised they would. And, in fact, they they blocked a fan-made netcode patch. So if you use it, you get banned. <laughs> wow. So, good going, yeah, Capcom. The story of Street Fighter V just keeps getting... Yep. Better. It's a never-ending saga of shit. <laughs> well, and there's an Animal Crossing Direct happening. So... Yeah. Well, people wanted a direct. You got one. Maybe not. You didn't want it just to be about Animal Crossing, but they're just gonna do thirty minutes. On the, it'll be thirty minutes in the new uh, Switch Animal Crossing version or the uh, the console, not the actual game. <laughs> well, but like, I mean, that's what Nintendo's doing right now. They're promoting their big games, and I don't blame them. Yeah. So. All right, so. Oh my god, this show has been really long. But hey, we've talked about a lot of stuff, so there's that, at least. Um, yeah, as far as what's coming, that Mega Man Zero uh, ZX Legacy Edition is coming uh, next week. And hey. I, I want that to be good, but I have serious doubts. <laughs> I, I hope it's good too. 
I do. Uh, have you even seen the the Puyo Puyos? The original Puyo Puyos are showing up on. No, not not that's not my game. <laughs> no. I'm kind uh, of interested in that Wolfson game, or I think it's Wolfson on PC. You have to send this to me. Yeah, it's like some Diablo-looking game. <laughs> uh, Sonic Two, Sonic the Hedgehog Two is the next like Sega Ages thing showing up. So good on them for having that appear right when the movie's out. You know, they could have had ports of the other Sonic games ready to go, but that's neither here nor there. Except for uh, Sonic, they don't want to do Sonic 3. <laughs> we'll see what happens with Sonic 3, I guess, if that ever happens. Uh, Ruin Factory 4 Special is coming to Switch next week. Shamrock Showdown is coming to Switch next week. Space Channel 5 VR is coming. Uh, Two Point Hospital is coming to consoles. Um, I don't know if you're interested in that or not. Uh, sometimes nope. you... No? Uh, I've seen it on... It's been on Steam for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an, a luminous light called Smush TV is coming uh, next week. And... Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC is coming to Xbox One. So, if you're enjoying all the Kingdom Hearts games on Xbox One, you'll, you'll be able to complete it all with three... And Remind coming next week. So there's that to enjoy for yourself pretty soon yep. there. But uh, all right. Um, thank you, God. If you listen to the whole thing, I appreciate you a lot. That's, that's a lot to, to listen to. But hey, I, th- I thought we, we, we tackled a lot on this episode. So uh, thank you for listening. You can always hit subscribe and get everything we do. Every time we have a show, you'll get it right in your feed. Uh, Thank you to Last Word on Life, of course, for uh, also having us on uh, their site. And, yeah, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Later.